Connected Man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications. On News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth, give you the facts. We just want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing, buddy? Let's start with the defunding of Planned Parenthood. And would you explain to us again the reconciliation process, how it works, when can they use it, why is it used sometimes it is not used others, et cetera? Well, first off, budget reconciliation will have nothing to do with Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood funding uh, it comes through the regular appropriations process, the budget bills that are passed by the Congress. And uh, there's no line in the budget that says X amount of dollars will go to Planned Parenthood, but instead they get grant money. There's all I don't think people realize how much money that the Congress just sort of hands over to various federal departments and agencies, and then they dole it out for uh, a number of different reasons. You know, the Department of Health and Human Services would probably be the, the main organ that would send out money to Planned Parenthood and other groups. So budget reconciliation is is a mechanism that allows the Congress to deal with sort of spending and revenues without a filibuster in the Senate, but it's not a place where you would vote on Planned Parenthood or anything like that. So uh, you, you wouldn't you you wouldn't get into the nitty gritty of the budget on something like that. Instead, it would be in a spending bill, which is subject to a filibuster in the Senate. And the the plan that's coming up on Monday in the Senate, there'll be a test vote on Monday evening would basically say no federal dollars can go to Planned Parenthood. That can be filibustered. It will be filibustered by Democrats because I don't think the Republicans will get enough support from the Democratic side. And so you won't get 60 votes on that on Monday. And then the question is, can you force some way, uh, you know, can the Republicans force this into the budget or into the continuing resolution, the stopgap budget to keep the government running? They could, but I could see, A, it would be filibustered again by the Democrats, and even if it got to the president, it would be vetoed. But I do think there are some out there who would like to force a showdown over this. You know, the the one thing is I listen to Democrats, they're not really addressing the substance of the videos or anything like that. They're, right. They're focusing more on whether or not the videos were legitimately shot, which there is a point there, but it's not the point, obviously, that the Republicans want to talk about. You know, it doesn't surprise me, though. I, I think in the briefing yesterday, I want to say that Josh Ernest was asked if he had seen any of the videos, and it sounded like he had not. And I doubt that many Democratic lawmakers have looked at them either. And somebody will say, well, why is that? Uh, I, I have long felt up here on the Hill that we have two versions of the truth, two political universes, two totally separate lives that are lived by most in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And uh, so it, it, it doesn't surprise me one bit that uh, that the Democratic side is not engaged on this while the Republicans are. 
they haven't seen the videos. They're I would just, say most of them yeah. probably haven't looked at them, yeah. Right. Taking the position, well, let's attack the videos. Let's claim that the videos have been doctored and they're untrue and stuff sure, like that. Sure, and I think you'll see a lot more of that kind of thing from Democrats and, and from the administration in coming days as we get close to that vote. Now, also, some of the pushback from Democrats is that uh, Planned Parenthood, and, and it's true, offers much more than just abortion services. There are other health services to women, and I think you'll see Democrats really push on that. But for a lot of Republicans, this is just beyond the pale. And the word is that there's about 8 to 10, maybe more, videos that are still to come. So right. I would think that this group would probably roll out one, two, or maybe more of those before this vote next week and, and then see where it goes. That The Senate is moving to have a vote. Of course, the House is gone already for its summer break. And it was interesting last week, Speaker Boehner and a number of Republicans, I mean, look, there were a number of Republicans I spoke to in the House last week that said, we should vote on this now before we go home. But there were also a number of GOP lawmakers that said, you know what, don't rush this. There's an investigation going on by two congressional committees. There's still going to be more videos. There's time to sort of build an overarching case that has a lot of evidence behind it, and then you use that to move forward. So we may have just a Senate vote on Monday, but I think we'll see the House deal with this in the fall after Labor Day. So Planned Parenthood gets that money through a grant from one of the agencies, probably Health and Human Services. Yeah. It's not a line item. No. Uh, and so if the Senate does pass, they can pass uh, a regulation that says that no funds will go to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, it's like a few years yeah. ago. Remember when ACORN was in the news? Yeah. Uh, lawmakers put in uh, the, the budget bills. None of the funds can go to ACORN or any of its, um, you know, uh, related groups. Right. You, you could see the, the Republicans trying something like that. Again, they could approve that in the House, you know, where it's just a straight uh, vote. But I don't think they've got 60 votes to do that in the Senate. But there are obviously a number of Republicans that would like to force a big battle over this because, uh, look, abortion is still a big issue uh, for a number of people, though you will find some in the Republican Party who don't really want to emphasize that. So there's always that clash within the GOP. But I think this is a little different in that it's the videos. It's the uh, the nature of the discussion, which for most of us we're not involved in, so it's somewhat, uh, you know, it's somewhat shocking for some people, I think. But obviously, it hasn't moved. I haven't seen any Democrats get weak in the knees about this, but they haven't exactly been, they haven't exactly discussed it a lot and talked about it a lot in public. The answers have been a pretty pretty boilerplate from the Democratic side so far. Got it. What about uh, more VA whistleblower? Stories. Yeah, this was, I, I tell you, I heard a new one yesterday. There was a hearing with a couple people that had been whistleblowers, and they talked about how, you know, they raised red flags and stuff and then felt like they got punished. I mean, how many of these stories have we heard? They had the, this woman who's in charge of a special federal department, Herman, that does nothing but deal with whistleblower retaliation in the entire federal government. And she described how she had to set up this completely new process to deal with the VA because there were so many cases of retaliation against employees for blowing the whistle. And then this one just blew my mind. So you had, you had this outside group. It's a good government group. And they allied themselves with some veterans groups. And they basically said, look, if you're in the VA and you know of problems and you're worried about telling people in the VA because you're worried about being ratted out and, and right. punished, just tell us. Send us your stuff and then we'll help try to figure out what's up and get publicity. And they said they got hundreds and hundreds of responses. You know what they were hit with? What? They were hit with a subpoena from the inspector general's office of the VA, you know, ostensibly the internal watchdog for the VA. This subpoena from the IG at the VA demanded of this outside group, demanded the names of all the people who had sent them stuff from inside the VA. 
And so they had somebody from the IG's office there yesterday at the hearing, and the senators were looking at them saying, um, why'd you do this? Well, you know, we wanted to get this in. No, no, no. Get rid of the subpoena. Well, Senator, but get rid of the subpoena. Well, uh, Senator, get rid of it. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do that, yeah. I, I mean, it just... I was, it, it's unmitigated gall. To me, just the thought, and, and what the, the woman was saying, well, you know, we we're trying to get the information, and the, 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 the witness from the good government group said something to the effect of, yeah, well, you don't need to have a subpoena that says you demand the names of all these people. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's still one of those things where the VA is still causing lawmakers to just shake their head in disbelief. This... this this good government group, is it a government agency? No, or no, no. Is this it? is an outside, like, government watchdog. Oh, okay. That, uh, okay. that does stuff watching. It's called the Project on Government Oversight, also known as POGO for short. Right. And it's a nonpartisan government watchdog. And, you know, they, they try to investigate and expose sort of wrongdoing and waste, fraud, mismanagement, that kind of thing within the federal government. They had gotten together, I want to say, with, it was either an, an Iraq veterans group or or i can't remember what it was but they they'd done a news conference type right. thing and publicity with a veterans group to say look if you're worried about uh, uh, ratting out something inside the va tell us and then we can deal with it so you don't have to worry about losing your job <laughs> now if they had a subpoena that meant that a judge signed it right uh well i don't um no because i think it's a, a subpoena from the the inspector general has subpoena power to investigate oh, inside okay. the veterans affairs department so wow but still again another reminder that uh I, I think there's a lot of lawmakers in both parties that still feel like they've only scratched the surface on the va and absolutely you know the um the va director too has really raised eyebrows because a lot of lawmakers feel like he is being really partisan of late with accusing the Republicans of cutting the VA budget when the Republicans are not cutting the VA budget. It's one of those sleight-of-hand arguments. And I think there's, there's going to be some trouble later on between the Congress and the VA chief if this keeps up. Yeah. And while all of this stuff is going on our veterans are the ones who are suffering because nothing is really getting done and that's unfortunate well, in fact the house just the other day passed another bill before they left town that would give the va even more power to fire Good. and get rid of people but Good. again that's a bill that i don't think can get through the senate because of a democratic filibuster unbelievable now the highway funding was approved by the house or the senate uh, the Senate approved a long-term funding bill that it's uh, I, it has it doesn't have that much support in the House because frankly it's sort of a cobbled together uh, a group of ways to bring in money that really doesn't answer the long-term issue of how you fund roads and bridges. The, the so the House and the Senate passed a three-month extension of that highway funding, so the money will keep flowing to the states through the end of October. They'll have to come up probably with another short-term thing. You know, the bottom line on this is really interesting, Herman. With all the advances in fuel uh, uh, standards. You know, our cars all get better gas mileage now than they did just five years ago or ten years ago. Right. There's, there's less gas being purchased, and so there's not as much money coming in to the, uh, to the federal gas tax to then distribute to the states. And, of course, then it costs more overall to, to build roads and bridges. And nobody's really come up with a way, okay, how else are we going to get some dedicated source of money 
to dole out to the states for road and bridge construction. And no, you know, there's lots of ideas like vehicle miles traveled and things like that, but none, you know, higher gas tax, and nobody's really interested in that. So I don't know how the Congress is going to come up with some quote unquote solution to fund roads and bridges. But certainly it's a very popular thing, and a number of states have just taken the bull by the horns and just done it themselves in terms of finding ways to bring in more money, including Republican governors backing the idea of gas tax increases. Yeah. Candidates are in Miami for the National Urban League what meeting? Convention? Yeah, there's a forum going on. I think Jeb Bush just got done speaking a few minutes ago. Actually, Miami sort of the center of things today. You had Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, and others, and Hillary Clinton there. And she's about to give a speech, in fact, in a little while at Florida International University, in which she's going to propose ending the U.S. economic embargo against Cuba. Monday, there's a big forum for GOP candidates in New Hampshire. And then, of course, next Thursday, we'll see you in Cleveland, Herman, for the big GOP debate. I'll be there. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. Have a good weekend. You too. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Credible. Credible. Experienced. Engaging. Herman Cain. He keeps it real. He gives it to you as it is. Daily solutions for a better America. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.